This is Brew Crew Territory. Scott Braun and Eric Kratz with you. Corbin Burns, the guest of the show, coming up in just a sec. Will he stay or will he go? Kratz, prediction. Go. He gone. Go. He Traded gone. before the season starts. Yes. Okay. And I think I it'll agree. be a sizable return mm-hmm. because of where the market's going to shape out to be right now. It's the team's that are you know not going in on the high-priced free agents. They're looking at them. But what's going to happen? Not everybody can get their high-priced free agent starting pitcher. So the Brewers are playing this perfectly coy right now. The teams that aren't going after them are maybe making their offers, maybe checking in, kicking the tires. And then all of a sudden, when those free agent pitchers are off the market, guess what? Now some of the big boys are going to start coming and calling for – the one-year rental in Corbin Burns. He is a one. Look at the return, which I thought was really solid, that the Padres got for Juan Soto. One year of Corbin Burns when it's super tough to find a starting pitcher. I think the Brewers could get a massive return this offseason. Don't even think about the tread deadline. I agree, and it's tough to say it and to see it based off them being division champs, but you know he's not coming back. And a team like that has to get a return. That's how they kind of stay afloat when they have a player like that who is leaving. That's a guarantee. He will be gone after this coming season at the latest. So we'll see what happens. Let's talk to Corbin about it right now. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. What, what do you got over there, AJ? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Just thinking about the guy that's been here since day one with me. You know, he used to have long hair. And now he cut it in. You know, he's back, so, you know. It's it's starting to get a little longer again. It's We're getting there. <laughs> we got to go back to the full mullet that you had in this picture. <laughs> I don't know if I, my hair's going to grow long enough to do that again. Be looking like Kratz soon. What? Oh, Let me whoa. see them. Let me see them power alleys. Let me see. It looks like Kaufman. Like they're getting there. Whoa. We're close. That's okay. You, got, you have good friends in your life? Yeah, my wife tells me it's turning gray, too, so I'm, I'm almost there. Oh, I love that. That's what you need. You need friends in your life. If people have bad haircuts, you need to give them a hug because they, it means they don't have friends in their life. Like, you need a friend to tell them, to tell you whether you got a good haircut or not. And your hair's looking a little greasy, so I'm glad you're wearing a hat today. Yeah, I, I don't shower very often, so that's part of it. Bernsey, I got a question and- for you. The Pirates – sorry, Hannah – no, I was just going to say, I noticed you're all wearing hats, so I'm not confident in anyone's hair today. I got lots of hair. Hannah. Hannah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Hannah, do you think I'm not wearing a hat? <laughs> Actually, in real life, I don't wear a hat. This is, this is, my, this is my show. This it's is my alter ego. Yeah, yeah. Alter ego. It's my yeah. alter ego. Listen, if I'm not wearing a hat, I'm at a wedding or a funeral or I'm on television. That's it. Other than that, I'm in a hat. If I go somewhere where they say you got to take your hat off, I will walk in with a hat, take my hat off. It'll My hair will look like this while I'm eating dinner. And as soon as I walk out, I put the hat right back on. <laughs> and no, a hat does not make you lose your hair. That is bullshit. Yeah, no. That's It's because of the minor league. It's because of the minor league shampoo and soap that I had to put in it for all those years when you didn't have, when you didn't have real... I'll tell a minor league shampoo and soap story at some time, but not when Bernsey's on. Um, Bernsey, the Pirates just signed Martin Perez, okay? An older guy who, 2022 All-Star, like, 
a legitimate pickup for them. We were talking about how the fact that maybe the Pirates aren't in a position right now to make it to the playoffs. So one-year guy like that, who's that guy for you? Who is that guy in your career? Because we're talking about maybe somebody like Mitch Keller can watch Martin Perez like do his work and go through the ups and downs of a season and yet still be the same guy. Who is that guy for you? Because we talked about the fact that in, in a few years, Mitch Keller could be like, man, watching Martin Perez go about his business is really what set that next level for me. Yeah, so we've, we're, since I've been in the big leagues, we've been fortunate to, you know, kind of always been a team that's been, you know, competitive and, and postseason bound. So really the only guys that we've gotten kind of short, you know, rental term kind of deals have been in trades. Um, and I think one of the guys that, you know, we traded for, gosh, was it, was it might've been 18 when, when Kratzy, when you were with us was, was Gio Gonzalez. Um, he came over from the nationals and came from a team that wasn't going to make the postseason. Um, came to us and, and just kind of being the veteran guy showed us how to kind of go, uh, you know, about his business and took us all to nice show dinners and showed us how much money he had. But, um, it was kind of one of those things. It was a great guy for a lot of us young guys. A lot of us, um, you know, we didn't really have that veteran guy to, to kind of look up to. We had, um, some guys that were in the rotation that were, were good, that were, you know, not super, um, you know, veteran guys that have been in the, in the game for a long time. So, uh, Gio was kind of that guy and, um, you know, I, I know Woody learned a lot from him. I learned a lot from him. Um, even obviously Freddie, um, all of us at that time were kind of in the bullpen, kind of wanting to be in the rotation, getting to that point. Um, so he was kind of that guy that um, I think at 18 was was kind of the that veteran guy, that veteran presence for us. Yeah, when you used to wear glasses and you used to sweat all over them. That was disgusting. Yeah, that sounds really good then. I'm glad you don't do that anymore. But are you waiting? Are you waiting to see where Yamamoto goes to possibly have your bags packed to head to a new team? How, how is that? How is this whole process playing out for you? Obviously, you do your workouts. You get, your, you get yourself ready, and you're going to say, well, I'm a brewer until I'm not. But how is this process different from other off-seasons? Yeah, I mean, from from the outside looking in, um, knowing that I'm one year away from free agency, it's it's exciting. It's exciting to see you know the the process these guys go through, the teams that are in on them, the teams that are out on them. Um, it just kind of it's almost a little bit foreshadowing of, of what's going to happen next offseason with with me getting to free agency. But it's it's one of those times. It's it's a complete unknown. Um, you know, he's probably interviewing seven or eight different teams right now, and he still he doesn't even know. So it's kind of one of those things that. You're waiting for that one offer, that one spark um, to figure out where you're going to play. And then, like you said, then, then I'm possibly a, you know, a trickle-down effect of that of a team wanting to trade. Um, obviously, the Brewers, we're, we're going to be competitive. Um, that's kind of just how our team is. We're counted out every year. We say we're going to be second or third, and um, at the end of the year, we're, we're, we're at the top. So, um, yeah, it, it might have an effect on me. It might not. Um, but, uh, you know, only time will tell on that one. Okay, I'm glad that, that Kratzy broke the seal on asking you about trade rumors because I'm so curious. What is it like? Do you do you check Twitter? Does your family do you tell your friends and family like don't tell me if you've seen any rumors? How do you deal with people who wanna tell you, oh, I saw a rumor that you could get traded? I just say, you know what, I if it happens, it happens. Um, you know, I, I don't look into it. Um you know, the, the most I see is what come across comes across the MLB um, app. That's that's about all I, I read into it. I've got a 
almost two-year-old child that takes up most of my time. So um, chasing him around in between getting workouts and stuff done, there's not too much time just to kind of sit on the phone and look at stuff. So the few things I see that come across MLB.com are are great. But, um, you know, until I, until I get contacted, until I get that phone call that I'm traded, it's all just rumors. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm a brewer until I'm told I'm not. Corbin over your, I think it's your right shoulder, but yep. you know, this TV thing just there's this thing up there. It's this trophy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it, I think it's a Cy Young award. You have a lot of, yeah, there you go. You, you have empty blocks. Are those for the next few years of Cy Young's or yep. is it just, yep. that's you pre-planned when you built your house. That was smart. Yeah, just left the open slots just in case. You, you, you got to be prepared. Okay, I like it. I like it. So we had Rowdy Telez, your former teammate, on the other day. He is now in your division. He is now a Pittsburgh Pirate. Are you going to hit him? And when you do hit him, will you please say it was from me mm-hmm. for making up all those lies about me? And then when he tries to charge him out, whoop his ass for me. Uh, I, 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 he'll get hit for sure. That's the – when I saw the news <laughs> – <laughs> when I saw the news, I texted him a, a, a gif of, of a hit by pitch. And uh, he was like, oh, my, my hammy is going to hurt that day. So he's he's already preparing the excuses and pulling the shoot. So um, no, it, it, it'll be different. It, it'll be it'll be different seeing him in a different uniform. I don't know how he'll look in the, the black and yellow. Probably not as, as good as the blue and yellow. But can't really say that he looked good in the blue and yellow anyway. So um, we just kind of. It's, we'll play it out. You know, I tell him every year in spring training, the last couple of years, that I'm going to hit him with a cutter in the back shoulder. I got to work on you know the cutters up and in, and um, haven't done it yet. But now that he's on another team, it's he's not a teammate, so I can just go ahead and do it. Yeah, for sure. But you don't have to hit him because Freddie said he's going to hit him. Freddie was on the other day. He said, "Oh my goodness, Rowdy!" He said, "Oh yeah, maybe right here, maybe right here." Yeah. So Freddie will take care of it. What feels better as a pitcher? If there's truly, obviously, we're joking about Rowdy, but now you're in Rowdy's head, so he's not going to be able to do too well, so you've already eliminated that. What would feel better? If you had a guy that you were, like, seriously pissed about, what would feel better? Throwing that cutter at 98 up and in and just absolute shattering his bat and leaving his thumbs in the box or punching his ticket twice in the two at-bats that you get to face him? Uh, p- punching the ticket on the the backdoor cutter for sure. Like a like a watching like a oh looking looking. Yeah. Really? I think that. Oh, dude, broken the, back ground ball to the pitcher. Oh. You get you pick it up and there Rowdy's blah, 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 trying to go to first. He's like ah my hand I broke my yeah. finger again and you're running over there and you're like <laughs> you dumbass and you just flip it and you wait as long as possible and it's, talking it's shit as you're going down the line. Dude, that's a win for me. Trust me, that's that's a great second. But what you know, what what gets you paid is the punchies. You need the punchies. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, that that leads me to my next question then. All right. So Glass now just got traded. We've talked a lot about your your get you getting traded. He signed an extension. Like the trade had to go to to for it to go through, he had to sign the extension. Do you do that in the sense of? Okay, Team X calls, Orioles call, and they're like, hey, we want to sign you to extension. The only way this trade goes through is if Corbin agrees to an extension. Have you thought about that? Has, is that something that your agent and you have talked about? And what do you know what that process is? Because it seems like it's a quick turnaround. 
Yeah, I, I, that, that's I was I was kind of surprised when you, you you obviously you first heard the rumors of the glass not trade, then how quickly an extension came came together. And usually you hear about extension talks being three four months long, you know, a year long before they they eventually come together. So that's um, yeah, I, I was surprised that it came together that quick. Um, but you know, obviously he's from LA. He was he wanted to play for the Dodgers, so they you know they gave him an offer he couldn't turn down. Um, but you know, being in my shoes, being a year away from it, um, you know, I think if 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 a trade and extension type of deal came up, um, you know, obviously every guy that gets this close to free agency wants to test the market to to kind of see what your true dollar amount is, kind of see what teams really are in on you. So um, it would have to be something that would just absolutely, I think, blow you away to kind of get you away from testing the free agent market. You know, being able to choose where you want to go because um, I think that's kind of the the one thing that every every player in their career wants to get to once you get that six years of service time, which for a lot of guys takes seven, eight, sometimes nine years to get to, um, you kind of get that chance to test the market and kind of see you know, see the way your top dollar is. Who do you feel like you compare to in the free agent market? Because next year it would be if you don't sign an extension type of thing, it would be you and Zach Wheeler would be the top of that market. And this year you have two time. Cy Young Award winner, Blake Snell, he's going to sign. Jordan Montgomery, no-time Cy Young Award winner. Glassnell just did what he did, no-time Cy Young Award winner. And Aaron Nola. So do you look at their figures and say, eh, I can do more than that? Or are you sitting there going, okay, Zach Wheeler, I see what you've done, but I got this thing right over my shoulder. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think you're always comparing yourself to guys that are out there. Um, obviously, the the biggest pitcher deal that we've seen so far is Garrett Cole a couple of years ago, and um, you know he's a guy that's obviously been at the been at the top of the game and done well for so long. And um, the guys you rattled off this year have all been have, have been great arms that have done well. But um, I think if you're anyone sitting, um, you know, in my shoes or you know the shoes of those guys that are getting ready to get signed, you're trying to get the top dollar. You're trying to convince every team that you're the best pitcher that's out there. And that's getting, it's going to be nothing different when I get to free agency next year, I'm going to go out there and, um, you know, do my thing this year and try to convince a team next year that I'm worth top dollar. And um, hopefully there's a couple teams that are bidding and, and you know, can get that dollar figure up, but um, you never know what can happen until it's your time to, to uh, get to free agency and see what teams are going to go crazy. Cause you have some teams that are going to like you more than others and, willing to pay a little bit more than some teams that aren't. So, um, but definitely I'm, I'm going to go out there and, and do what I can to be the best pitcher that's out there and be the, be paid likewise. And a lot of it's going to come down to how much that offer is. Of course, that's what you want to get to free agency, see what the biggest number you can get is. But we were, started the show today talking about like the Yamamoto experience. He's getting dinner at Steve Cohen's house. He's having all these meetings. He doesn't know anything about these teams because he's coming over from, Japan and so he's learning about the teams when you're a free agent other than the money what do you want to see in these pitches like what do you want to hear from teams what would what would sell you on a new team yeah I think I think you know first and foremost it's, it's winning you know you, you want to know that um, the team has desires to win and they want to win throughout the entirety of your contract no one wants to sign somewhere and then go into a rebuild and and be the team that's you know fighting to win 100 games you know that's 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 not fun for anyone so um you know showing the willingness to to win every year um i think is probably something that just about every free agent strives for um if if you're at that level and um i, I think there's no different for for me there and it's 
know, the, the, the competitiveness, I think, is something that you can't beat. So if a team is willing to go out and sign the top guys and keep doing it year after year and showing that they're going to win um, and have the desire to win, I think that's the, the spot that anyone wants to be. Nothing weird, though. You're not like East Coast, West Coast, Florida spring training, Arizona. Like, what are – you know what I mean? Like, there's got to be – what do you – city, middle of the country? What do yeah. you, where do you want to be? Not really. Um, I think that's kind of, you know, I think I'm in a unique perspective, I think, than, than most guys that are, um, you know, grew up in an area, want to play in an area. Um, you know, for me, me and my wife have talked about it. We're going to go somewhere where we think it's the best fit and um, it's going to win and obviously has to, has to pay, has to pay for it. But um, yeah, we're, we're not going to hold ourselves to any geographical reason um just because of we grew up in a certain area or you know we both grew up in california we live in arizona we play in milwaukee so um that there's there's no geographical ties for us at all all right so don't care where you play you saw the whole shohei thing right about how much money he's deferred is this like for me this is not something that was ever they're not deferring minor league contracts so this is this is more your realm and this is what you like the area you're living into. Is that something that you would think about doing so that your team could be better and you would keep winning? Because that's what you said. You obviously the money. You want the money, and you want to win. You nobody wants to sign an eight-year contract and lose. So, is that something that you are willing to to do to? get a better team on the field? Yeah, I, I, I would say yes. You know, there's definitely ways to get creative with with contracts. I think we see it, you know, every year there's, um, you know, deferrals, signing bonuses, whatever it may be. Um, I, I definitely think there's ways to get creative um, with the team that really wants you and they show the desire to want you and desire to win. Um, and I think that if that's a place that you ultimately want to play, I think there are ways to to get creative with the contract like Shohei did. And obviously we've never seen that much deferral before, um, but you see deferrals and contracts, you know, all the time. So I think definitely think that that is a way um, to get creative, to show that you want to be there and show that you want to, um, you know, keep winning year in and year out. Corbin, I know you've been with the Brewers your whole career. Yep. Would you expect them to come to you before something happens? Would you like, you know, whether it's Antanasio, whether it's Murph, whether it's Matt Arnold, somebody to say, hey, man, we're deep in talks. Or would you rather have it be a surprise and you look up one day and you're sitting at home, you're, you know, you're dealing with your two-year-old and all of a sudden across the screen it says, Corbin Burns has been traded to the Yama Murray Giants. You're Murray Giants in Tokyo. <laughs> that, that'd be a fun time. My wife was always like, hey, let's go to, let's go to Tokyo. Let's go, let's go, let's go play in Japan. Oh, okay. Um, no, so I, I mean, I, I think – I would get a text of some sort um, just just based off the conversations I've had with um, our front office in, in years past with kind of some of those things. So um, I do think I would get some sort of text message prior to it um, of, hey, deep in talks, hey, this is kind of what's going down just so you're not surprised. Um, you know, I think there are some trades that go down at the trade deadline, that kind of stuff where guys are surprised. Um, but from some of the some of the guys that I've talked to that have been traded in the past, they've had, you know, a couple hours notice of, Hey, this is getting ready to go down. So I, I would imagine I would probably get that sort of notice. And I would hope that I would get set, that sort of notice um, just so you're not surprised um, from a, a text from, from my mom. Hey, it looks like you just got traded. You're like, Oh, I didn't know that you broke the news now. So I, I definitely think that that would happen. 
Has it ever gotten to that point? Have you ever gotten? Because at the trade deadline, remember, we talked about it on here. Matt Arnold sat down with you at the lunch table and was like, hey, we're not trading you. Have they ever contacted you this offseason or previous, you know, last offseason and said, uh, there's a little bit of talks, but just relax? Or has that not ever happened? I've, I've never had that. No, I've, I've never gotten the text of, hey, you know, we're, we're floating you out there. We're possibly going to trade you. Um, basically, the only conversations I've had are, like you said, like I've sat down and said, hey, we're not trading you this year. This, you know, we're not, that's not going to happen. We're competing. Um, we're going after it. So, um, yeah, I've, I've yet to receive those texts that, you know, they've engaged and are close to trading me, um, but definitely have, have had the conversations of, of you're not going anywhere. Corbin, you are arbitration eligible this time for the last time. We know how last time went. Are you going to go at the Brewers and say, listen, bitches, we made the playoffs because of the way I pitched this year, so pay me more. Unlike last year where they said you didn't make it because you had, like, two bad starts. So this year I'd be like, hey, listen, guys, I pitched really well, and we made the playoffs, so pay up. <laughs> I I don't think we're going to have to get that far this year. Um, <laughs> my My – prediction is that we, we you know we, we we get to a point where we don't have to do that um i don't think anyone either side wants to wants to do that again obviously with with what happens so um I, I would predict that we we will probably get something done before that but we are prepared um to to, to go to a case if did if need be all right kind of the same question i just asked have they told you that you're <laughs> safe this winter have they come because they told you at the lunch table matt arnold told you have they told you you're safe this winter? I have not gotten the text saying that I'm not being traded this winter. Um, just basically what's been told in the media um, is is kind of what um, at the, you know. I think it was the winter meetings when when they said that um, you know they think I'll be the opening day starter come 2024 for the Brewers. But I haven't received the text. No, that um, I'm not going anywhere. When do you get this arm? When do you get that arm cranking? All right. I mean, we're at December. 19th now when does that thing when does that thing start uh loosening up she's cranked she's she's full go off the mound oh yeah always so you stay off the mound you're there's not like a down period for you so the first three days i played catch i didn't get off the mound but i got the, i got the turf mound in the backyard i play catch out to about 150 feet out back and then finish on the mound and who's and who's playing catch against you because i say against you because when you throw sit yeah you, you remember i used to in 19 i remember spring training like you were coming out glasses were all fogged up and you don't play catch with corbin burns you play catch against corbin burns and he is full go so who's out there catching them johns no one the net i i i, I try not to kill anyone in the offseason so i got the net all net I've, I, I i've got the stand-in hitter he, he does get beat up from time to time i've got i've got rowdy's picture Tape to it right now, so I'm working on working on the cutters cutters in. Um, so that's that. But the 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 stand-in hitter does get beat up quite a bit. But yeah, just just the net. Really? You to, you throw, I the two-year-old to catch. <laughs> I yeah. can't believe you don't have somebody catching you. You can't find like a someone, a high school guy, or a somebody I, to come over. I probably could, but it's 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 five days a week that you know I have someone come over the house, so and you'd have to give them money, you know, and you don't have enough money, so I don't I don't, I don't have that kind of kind of dough yet. So and it's uh. and it's off your schedule too. Like you can go straight out to the turf mound. I I would agree with Corbin. I would throw into a I would throw into like the curtain that divided a that divided a gym. But I had somebody pick it off the ground and throw it back to me. But oh, no, I'm, I'm I'm walking down there with the bucket. 
I got about 35, 40 balls in the bucket, throw them all, go down, pick them up, walk back. It's Damn. Awesome. It's Dude, a good an arbitrate in your free agent contract. Yeah. You got to ask for a catcher in the offseason. I was going to say. I mean, geez. We like were talking about things you could ask for in free agency, and I think yeah. come to your house maybe in the offseason. <laughs> but it, it's nice that you're not having to wait on someone to, to get to the house if they're 15 minutes late. So I can go out there and I can work out, go straight from my workout to, to throwing and knock out my cardio after, and then I'm, I'm done in two, half, three hours, and that's it for the day. And then it's chasing around the little guy. That's how the Brewers save money. Yeah. They gave him a net instead of a catcher. No, no, that, that's my net. I, I I paid for the net. That's oh, all. Oh, that's my- your net. Okay, <laughs> okay. We got dude. dude you get your wife. Have you ever seen Bull Durham? Get your wife out there, put her in the gear, and say, "Let's go." <laughs> she so the, in previous years she has picked up the balls in the bucket for me. That was that was nice. But now she's got to she has to keep my son from running across the net while I'm throwing because he likes to try to stand in and, and hit it as well. But I I, I don't want to hit him yet. Maybe in a couple years. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe in a couple of years you can stand in. Okay. Well, I we you know I we've got some things for you to consider. We've got a whole <laughs> year until free agency. You can start making a list, you know, like only green M and M's, and then catcher for the off season and figure out where you want to like rank these things. Green M and M's. I don't just was like picking like what is it people have on their riders? They have like weird requests. That's like a famous thing that that musicians do. I don't know. All right. Thank you so much, Corbin. <laughs> So Kratz, for me, the most interesting thing is Corbin pointing out that, sure, you can trade me to a ball club, but that doesn't necessarily mean he is going to sign a Tyler Glass now extension, which all the power to Tyler. He seems happy as hell. He's on foul territory, smiling. And these are two different pitchers. Corbin has had a much higher durability score. And sure, yeah, if you want to try and sign him to an extension, that's cool. But it probably is going to have to be a massive number that's two and a half times what Tyler Glass now got in order to keep him and prevent him, a Scott Boras client in Corbin Burns, from hitting free agency and exploring what he's got, right? He's interested in it. He says he said it. He said, I'm not against it. It's just, it's got to be what his value is because he's going to go to the free agent market. Where does this tie into the Brewers? Let's say he says, no, I don't want an extension. Teams aren't going to be willing to give quite as much up. Now, all of a sudden, if a team comes and says Mookie Betts type of extension when he went to the Dodgers, because I think Corbin's a $300 million pitcher, he's going to have a tough time getting traded to a place and telling them no to $300 million. If that's the case, that team is going to give a king's ransom for Corbin Burns. Mm Mm-hmm. So we're back in the new year for this show, maybe talking about a trade that involves Corbin Burns. We appreciate you for watching the first year of Brew Crew Territory. Happy New Year for Kratz. I'm Braun. And if you're watching this show, it's available in podcast form. If you're listening, then watch us on YouTube. Just type in Brew Crew Territory or go to the Foul Territory YouTube channel and find it. Thanks, everyone. See you soon.